0: Hey podcast listeners, do you ever feel like you're just drowning? I want you to get your notebooks out, lean in and pay attention because this is a word everyone needs to hear. V1 Church welcomes Pastor Nicole Crank this week and she is about to blow your mind with godly insight and wisdom in today's message called Need a Rescue. I'll meet you on the other side and I'll let you know how to get her incredible free book. V1 Church, I'm so excited to be able to worship with you this
1: weekend. You know, Pastors Julie and Mike, and I'm almost scared to say their last name. Is it Signorelli? You don't want to get wrong the Italian names. You know what I'm talking about, especially the ones from New York. You swim with the fishes. But I'm just so honored to be with y'all. And please uh, forgive my terrible Italian New York accent. And I really believe that God has a word today, a word about needing rescued. And I think a lot of us feel that way with covid Uh, with 2020 being all the change, with schooling at home. Okay, that takes the whole thing. Uh, A lot more time with our family, sheltering in place, not being able to go to church, wearing masks out in public, uh, hate crimes, not knowing who to trust. All of these things that are happening, and the world is going crazy, and i just like, Jesus, like, rescue me. And sometimes I even need rescued from myself, the things that I've done. Um, I don't know how to get out of it. And I want to let you know, that God has a rescue plan today. Even if you're in Shark Canyon, which I was in Shark Canyon one time. So uh, my family and I, we scuba dive and we put on all the gear and we put on all the things and there's this big vest. This isn't like one of those big vests, but there's these big vests. It's called a a BCD and you put it on and you put the regulator in your mouth and we go to this place. We're feeling really good. It's me, my husband, my 30-year-old son, his wife, we're gonna descend and we're gonna go to Shark Canyon in the Atlantic Ocean. We're feeling so tough put on our things, we all start to descend and my husband does not come down. Well, the Atlantic Ocean can be really drifty. So like we're swimming, trying to stay underneath him. And I mean, we're kicking hard. I'm getting my cardio in. I'm like making plans to eat pasta. That's how I'm like, come on. Cause you know, Italian New York people like pasta and I'm kicking, kicking, kicking. And, and we're trying to watch him and he's struggling. He's struggling. He's struggling. And the water's murky. We were working hard to be there for him and he couldn't even see us. I think y'all already know where I'm going, don't you? Ooh, I can feel the Holy Spirit in this. So as he's finally coming down, his mask isn't working, his his regulator's not working, he gets it working, he comes down, he can't see us, he thinks we left him. How many times do we think God's left us just because we can't see him working? You don't have to say amen right now or anything, but I mean, you could say amen if, if you wanted to, because just because you haven't seen the invisible hand of God working in your life all the time. I mean, Oh, ye of little faith, might have been me occasionally in my life. And as he comes down, he goes, and he grabs us and he hooks arms like, you watch me and I'm watching you and we're hooking arms and y'all aren't going anywhere. And we didn't go anywhere until we came up when we were done. And when we came up when we were done, we looked one way for the rescue boat, dive boat, needed a rescue boat at the moment, we looked the other way and the other way and the other way. And there was no boat to be found in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Now we're already hyper because while we were down there waiting on him, we're watching sharks swim by. And I don't know how much you know about sharks, but sharks don't typically eat this way. Sharks eat this way. And my husband's up there flopping around like an injured fish. And so we're watching it. So now we're all up there like injured fish. We know what's down there. We've been seeing it swim by with all its little black tip reef sharks and lemon sharks and nurse sharks and all the sharks. And now we're up here and there's no boat. And we're out of air. Save me, Jesus. One of the things I'm really excited about, and I think that your pastor's for, is I have this free book. It's called, Hi God, One More Thing. You can get it on my website, nicolecrank.com forward slash free. Uh, My circle of friends, which you also get access to my circle of friends, free for 30 days. Uh, That is Amy Grishel, Victoria Osteen, Devon Franklin, um, uh, Christine Kane, Lisa Brevere. All these amazing people taking time to pour in because the five people you're around the most or who you end up being the sum total of in your life. You're the average of their income, their outlook, their attitude, uh, their marriage, those people you surround yourself with. So I decided I wanna help people be surrounded by the right people. So when we need rescuing and we reach our hand out for that rescue, God surrounded us with the right people, which is why you need to be in small groups, which is why you need to be in church, which is why COVID's trying to push you out. You need to be here. It's why you need to continue tithing, stand connected to God, right? Because he's the ultimate hand for the rescue. But I know they've had y'all leaning into this book, so I want to lean into it today and let you know, if you don't have the book, that's cool. These pages I'm going to post on my Instagram, so you can go to my Insta story and look them up because they'll be here for you. And go to page 77 if you have the book. It's called Going Under, um, it's, I got one more thing, how to talk to God about the tough stuff. 60 topics, what to pray when you don't know what to say. You read it out loud. You start in the pain. It gets you to the promise in such a bold prayer that by the end of it, you're like, can I even pray that? And I'll put the scriptures right there to prove, mm-hmm, you sure can. This one's called going under. I like to start it with a voice because you know, me and my voices, all of the things. It says, I had, I had. God gurgling it says I'm surprised you didn't hear the sound of me gurgling when I said that I've been trying to keep my head above water and I'm not sure that I can I'm talking to some real specific people today you feel like you've been trying you've actually said I'm trying God says I see you and I hear you you think nothing's happening telling you, give me just a few more minutes. I've been treading water for as long as I can, and it seems like the water's getting higher and higher. I can imagine what Peter felt like when he was starting to sink. That's one of the cool things about the story we're going to talk about today in Matthew 14. If you want to go ahead and get your Bible out, especially at home, make sure you've got the kids set aside. You've got the food set aside. You've got the dishes set aside. You've got your Bible out. Don't let the enemy take away revelation that's trying to attract you right now. The enemy will try and distract you while God is trying to attract you. So go ahead and get your Bible out, Matthew 14. And while Peter was starting to sink, we're going to talk about walking on water and Jesus rescuing. But have you ever seen anybody start to sink in your whole life? Like you get pushed in the pool. They don't start to sink. I'm starting to sink. Oh, let me remove my phone from my pocket. No, you go, you just sink. So that's the thing. You're like, but I'm starting to sink right there. That's the provision of God and his hand reaching down towards you. As Peter was starting to sink, I know what he felt like. I'm still breathing, which means I'm not under. Yet, 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 yet yet. You know, that's a word that I put because we start in the pain, but it is a word that there's a song by a certain group. God has never failed me yet. And when we sing that song at our church, we took the yet word out because he never will. So it's that yet word, those three little letters, when it comes to God, God hasn't saved me yet. Oh, that's indicative that maybe he won't. So what, what do you think about trying to remove the yet and say God's on his way? I'm not under yet. I feel like I'm in the same place Peter was. Let's come back to that in a minute. And I want you to go to Matthew 14, verse 25. So it's about four in the morning. Jesus has been busy. He's been teaching. He's been praying. He got alone. He got with God, which is so important. And so the disciples get in the boat. They're going to the other side. There's this crazy storm. When they see Jesus walking on the water, they're like, it's a ghost. What in the world? And you know what I was thinking when I was reading that? I always read my Bible with a highlighter and a pen because it's one of the ways that God speaks to me. Hi, God, it's me again. We break down the barriers of speaking to God, but then you have to figure out how you hear from God. And it might be you discern his voice. It might be you take notes. It might be while you're praying. You have a revelation you never had. It might be while you're reading your word. There are many ways to hear God. Mine comes a lot when I'm reading my word, so I read it with tools. And when Jesus arrives on the scene, he's scary a lot of times. Like we have this way that we want Jesus to show up. Like, Jesus, I just need your provision. I need, I need you to put a check in my mailbox. I need, you to, I need somebody to just come and lift me up. You're the glory and you're the lifter of my head. I just need you to. We have all these preconceived ideas and we need to get God out of the box. God is not coming prepackaged like a hostess cupcake with a little brown top with a little curly Q white. You can see it in your head, right? Why can you see it in your head? Because you have a prepackaged notion of how it's supposed to come and what it's gonna look like. God is not a math formula. He is not two plus two equals four. He is God. He is creative and he is not moved by need. Write this down if you're a note taker. God is not moved by need. God is moved by faith. How do we have faith? Well, to have faith, it can't be well two plus two equals four. So all I have to do is pray three Hail Marys and two Our Fathers and then God moves, right? Because like that's the formula. God is not a formula. He's a person. And he's always growing us, always improving us, always transforming us. Romans 12 and 2, be ye transformed by the way, renewing of your mind, which is what we're doing right now. You can't be scared. Oh, I've got this message on YouTube. If you go to YouTube, go to the Crank Ministries channel while you're there, you might as well subscribe to it. And I have a a message called Take the Limits Off God. I'm in a hot pink jacket, and I'm telling you what, it's talking about putting God in a box. So it gets a ghost! And Jesus answers in verse 27. He says, be brave and don't be afraid. I am here. God spoke to my heart one time and he told me, every time you see the words, I am in the Bible, put a box around it. Because anything we ever need, he's that. (laughs) And he said, I am here. And I don't know what you need rescued from today. It might be cancer. Might be finances, might need a rent payment. Might be the repo man. Might be your marriage. Might be your heart. Might be your sanity. Might be depression. I don't know what it is, but I know whatever you need him to be, he says, "I am. I am provision, and I'm here. I am healing, and I am here. I am redemption, and I am here. I am a second chance, and I am here. I am forgiveness, and I am here. Whatever it is, he's here." But if we're busy thinking it's a ghost or it's a trial or it's a struggle and we're calling it everything what it is, we're going to miss him. There's this guy, he's in this flood and he's praying, Lord, save me, Lord, save me, Lord, save me. And as the water comes up, it goes to his front porch. This rowboat comes by and he's like, hey, man, jump in the boat. He's like, no, God's going to save me. He's like, All right, man, see you later. The water keeps coming up. It starts coming in his house and the man's at his house. Lord, save me, Lord, save me, Lord, save me. A motorboat comes by. Hey man, jump in the boat. He's like, no, the Lord is going to save me. Sure. Whatever dude takes off. The water's raised to the rooftop. The guy's on the rooftop of the house. Lord, save me. Lord, save me. Lord, save me. And out of nowhere comes a helicopter dropping a ladder. They're like climb on in, man. He's like, no, the Lord is going to save me. That's like us, right? We're passing it up, passing it up, passing it up. The waters rise. He's got nowhere to put his feet and he ends up in heaven. He finally gets his moment with God because he's like miffed. He's like, what? I was praying, God. And he sees God. He's like, God, I prayed, Lord, save me. Where were you? Why didn't you save me? The Lord said, I sent a rowboat, a motorboat and a helicopter. What else did you want me to do? <laughs> we got a couple people from our church who's like, If you're preaching, we're going to amen you. And I'm so thankful that they're here. And I hope you're amening me at the house too. Because I mean, I love the joke, but How many times do we miss God? Because we just can't see him in the form that he chose to take, not the form that we want him to take. But Peter saw him. He was walking by faith and not by sight. Peter saw him. Are you starting to get 2020 clarity on 2020 right now? How COVID was trying to steal it. We think we need rescued from the very thing that God is going to use as a vehicle to be our blessing. God uses all things together for the good of those who love Christ Jesus. And COVID is one of the all things. The fight is one of the all things. The struggle is one of the all things. Everything. God can use everything. He took Joseph from the pit to the palace, from prison to the palace. There were some dips, but don't quit in the dip. You need to go on. Peter shouts in verse 28, Lord, if, I circled the word if right there, if it's really you, can you have me join you? on the water. Jesus. He says, come on out and join me. You know, it takes real faith to meet Jesus where he calls you to be. If it doesn't take any faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God. If it doesn't take any faith, you're really not going to please him. If you're not scared, the reverential fear of the Lord, if you're not scared, you're not really going to please him. It takes faith. He always calls you somewhere you've never been. And it requires you to walk by faith to get there. And Peter, he didn't go like, okay, well, if I'm going to go out there and meet Jesus, I need to make my own plans in the natural. I'm going to need to suit up. I'm going to need a life jacket. I'm going to need a life preserver. No, he just sticks his foot out over the edge of the boat. There's water down there, y'all. He's supposed to sink. He's supposed to drown. I was reading and there was um, this, this story. It's a true story. It's, it's an account. There's this family. They wanted to go to the beach for a picnic. So they all went to the beach. And as they were going planning just a picnic, they saw all this crowd of people kind of down the thing a little bit. And they didn't really pay attention until they realized, okay, this is kind of weird. So they went to check it out. And they said, hey, what's going on? They said, those people out there are drowning. Those people out there are drowning. There were nine people stuck in a riptide. There were these two sandbars, and they had actually been out to the one sandbar. It goes up to your knees, and they were messing around. But between the two sandbars, it had formed this rip current, and the people had been trying to get the other one, and they were swimming and swimming and swimming and couldn't get back. Two little boys, a grandma, a mom, dad, family, a couple nieces and nephews. So they're like, we called the police, but they're not coming. We don't know what we're going to do. You might feel like, we did all we know to do, but we don't know what to do. This next point is this you need to make sure that you're surrounded by the right people. That's why you need to be in church. That's why you need to be in a small group. It's why even though you're separated from in-person gathering right now, you need to stay connected more, to, more than ever with those people. Why? Because this family said, we need to form a human chain. And so one, two, three, four, five, 10, 20, 40, 50, it took 60 people, and at 60 people, the family was still another 10 yards out. So the family of four that went on the picnic, the mom grabbed a boogie board, and she said, I'll go the last leg." There's somebody in your life who's willing to go that last leg for you. Your pastors are willing to pray for you. Small group leaders are willing to pray for you, be there for you, love you back to life. I'm here today as an encouraging voice from the Lord on that boogie board. They almost couldn't get the grandma back. She had had a heart attack in the water. The mom was holding her two sons up. They tried to get the mom because she was going under. She said, don't take me, take my sons. <laughs> Sounds like God in heaven. <laughs> Saving us. He says, I'll grab the babies. Take my sons the ultimate rescue has happened (laughs) take my son and then we have the audacity to ask God where are you (laughs) he said I already bridged from hell to heaven all the rest is paperwork So Peter steps out onto the water and he begins to walk towards Jesus. Like when our eyes are on the Lord, we can really walk places, do things, live in things, live ways that we never thought we could live. But when we start to change our focus, what you focus on tends to manifest in life. You might want to write that down, what you focus on. If you focus on the roaring lion, you're going to see the roaring lion. If you focus on the Savior who tamed the roaring lion and knocked his teeth out, (laughs) you're going to tend to get the Savior who knocked out the roaring lion's teeth. What we focus on tends to manifest. So he sees the winds, he sees the waves, and all of a sudden he's freaking out. He's like, Lord, Lord, save me. He cries out. Right about there. I want to take you into the workbook. Well, I'm taking you into the workbook. I think the workbook is page 43. Those of y'all, I'm sorry, page 41. I'll put the workbook in in Instagram too. So you can go to my Instagram page, Nicole Crank, and look it up and you can see it right there. I want to make sure you have it. While you're turning that, you know, I rescued... My dog one time. My dog was in perilous danger uh, of drowning, and then I took my foot off the dog's head and pulled it out of the toilet. No, I'm joking. That's just a joke. That's just a joke. Uh, But I do. My dogs, I have a little Pomeranian. I have a little Yorkie. They like to take rides. It is so much fun. Sometimes I take them to the bank because we're not going in the lobbies, right? We're going through the drive-thru. I get the little tube, put my little two-pound dog in it, give her a ride, right? Sometimes she leaves a deposit. No, all this is joking. Joking aside, spoonful of sugar helps the medicine and go down, right? Page 41 going under. It says, it honestly feels like I'm drowning right now. Pain to the promise. We're starting where you're at. We're gonna pull you out. My muscles are tired. I try my best to tread water and keep my head up, but it's getting harder and harder. I feel like I'm starting to sink. I'm sure you remember watching Peter starting to sink in the waves of the Sea of Galilee. Maybe that's a little bit what I'm feeling like right now. I'll do the same thing right now. Lord, save me. I desperately need your help. I can't do it on my own right now. This is created to read out loud to take you to the pain, to the promise. This is created to take you deeper. So right now, what you you can lead a horse to water, can't make him drink. So I'm going to give you an opportunity, but I can't make you do it. But if you're wanting to get all you can, all the revelation, all the saving, (gasps) speed up that timeline. I'm going to ask you to write down five things. Why? Thing number one and thing number two are light. What came to the top of your head, it's easy. If anybody sees it, you don't care. But by the time you get to thing number five, you're gonna have to dig and you're gonna be in some real issues. Let's uncover those things so we can reveal the the light to them and transform them. It says, I can't handle these things without your help. They overwhelm me. I want you to list five things. And it says in verse 30, but when they realized how high The waves were. He became frightened and started to sink. Save me, Lord, he cried out. The Passion Translation is one of my favorite translations in the Bible. It's got the New Testament. It's got Psalms, Proverbs. It's got a Song of Solomon. And God led me to Psalm 107 the other day. I told you, this highlighter and a pen are my friend. And I I was reading it. Talks about starving, thirsting, staggering. We became desperate and filled with despair. Then we cried out in verse six man's flesh, six, the number of flesh. Flesh cries out. Then we cried out, Lord, help us, rescue us. The next three words are what I want you to pay extreme attention to. It says, And he did. (laughs) And he did. He led us to a place of safety, abundance, and a suitable city to dwell in. We're gonna come back there in one moment, Psalm 107. But for now, let's pop back to Matthew 14 for a second, verse 31. It says, And Jesus immediately, immediately, Jesus moved. Lord, save me, rescue me. And he did. Peter says, Lord, save me. And Jesus immediately. I don't want to go any further in that scripture until we really get the meaning of the word immediately. There's no pausing. Like we need, I want, I want to impress upon you the meaning of this word. So I, while I was shooting the Nicole Crank show, we do this TV show. It's international. We're in Africa. We're in Norway, Sweden, the UK. We're in the US. God's opened up a lot of doors for us. And I did an interview and we were hanging out with the guy I was interviewing. We were hanging out with his son, Mason. And Mason's just got a lot of personality. And he said the word immediately in a way I will never forget. I want you to see this. Check check out Mason for a second.
0: Put on socks today and what? You should put on uh-huh.
1: Put
0: on socks today and
1: what? You should put on some socks today and go to Michael's Pizza, taste the special bread, and, in, and your socks will pop off immediately. <laughs> Instagram, that was nothing professional. We just happened to catch that. I have no idea where Marco's pizza is, what the special bread is, but it left an impression on him that it would you need to put your socks on because it's gonna pop your socks off immediately. Immediately, Jesus immediately stretched out his hand and lifted him up and said, What little faith do you have? Why did you doubt? Another version says, why would you let doubt win? But it's been so long, God. You don't understand. Jesus, immediately. Okay. Don't get hung up on what you can see with your natural eyes immediately. So back in 2010, I don't know if you remember this story, but there were these Chilean miners. And they got stuck in this mine. And would you believe, October 13th, 2010, while they were down there, there was a man named Jose. And the first thing he did is said, they knew he was a Christian. They said, we want you to pray. He said, I will pray, but only if you pray to my God of faith. No doubt, no one believing. So Jose Enrique led them in prayer day one. Led them in prayer day two. Led them in prayer day three. Led them in prayer day four. They heard nothing, saw nothing we in the dark for 17 days. And after 17 days, they weren't saved. After 17 days, they finally heard a sound. They weren't saved for 69 days. Well, 69 days, that's one, two. We're looking on three months. That's about as long as we had to shelter in place where we were at. What? 69 days, that's not immediately. Uh Uh-uh, no, 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 immediately, God went to work. In Jose leading those men, 22 of them got saved, by the way. He went to work making air, making space, making it so they wouldn't starve. They all came out healthy and whole. No one starved to death. Immediately, he made the people on the surface not give up when they couldn't hear a noise for 17 days. The people on the surface were looking and they never gave up. Immediately, he gave people ideas to start building things, to get them out alive. Immediately, God went to work with us as people. We had to receive it. We only have like five minutes left. So you're gonna have to listen faster than y'all have been listening now. I mean, Pastor, <laughs> Pastor Mike and Julie, they told me y'all were smart. So listen quick. Back to Psalm 107. It says, right? We said, then we cry out, Lord, help us, rescue us. What were those three words? Say it out loud. And he did. Then it goes on later to say it again a second time. It says, some other things come up. Our own became became our punishment. We were prisoners to our pain. We were changed to our regret. And then we cried out, Lord, rescue us, save us. Do you know what the next three words are? Say them out loud wherever you're at. And he did. There's a third time it comes up. It says, he smashed through heavy prison doors. He shattered the steel bars that held back. What happened? They got, they got bound up again. Maybe even that same bondage you've been fighting, that same habit, that same pornography, that same drugs, that same alcohol, that same smoking, whatever, that same anger, that same depression. And they cried out a third time. He said, Lord, rescue us, save us. And what are the next three words? And he did a fourth time. They were in trouble again, a fourth time. And yet they cried out to God and said, Lord, rescue us, save us. And it doesn't say the Lord got tired of hearing their hearts. The Lord got tired of them screwing up. No, it said the same three words the fourth time. It said, and he did. The Lord Jesus, the same. Yesterday, today, and forever, it tells us in the Bible. It says that God is no respecter of persons. What he does for one person, he will do for another. Every time after it says, and they cried out, Lord, help us, rescue us, and he did it. It has another scripture. All four times after that, you cry out. The Lord is moving, and it might be sixty-nine days before you see the way out. Give it a minute. You might be saying sixty-nine days for me. It's been six to nine weeks. I don't know where that country person came into New York at. It might be six to nine weeks. Uh, but six to nine weeks. It's been six to nine months for me. Yet, hold up. God's arm is not shortened that He cannot reach you. So they cried out, and then it says, "So lift your hands." And give thanks to God for his marvelous kindness, for his miracles of mercy, not the miracles that we owned, not the miracles that we earned, not the miracles that we deserved, for his miracles of mercy for those that he loves. We've only got three minutes left. Let's end up in Matthew 14. I'm not gonna be able to take you back into the book or the second piece of the workbook, but. They're on my Instagram. You can get them for free at Nicolecrank.com forward slash free. Matthew 14, verse 32. It says, and the very moment they both stepped into the boat, the raging winds ceased. Huh. After they were safe, everything calmed down. After we walk by faith and we're strong, COVID calms down. After we walk by faith through furlough, everything calms down after we don't have to wear masks anymore, but we've stood by faith and everything. We want God get this. We want faith to stop the storm. And God wants us to have faith in the storm. I want to say that one more time. We want to have faith to stop the storm, but God wants us to have faith in the storm. I don't know what's happening, but I know God is bigger. I don't know what you're afraid of, but I know God is bigger. Once they put their foot in the boat, the wind ceased. Just about the time they were safe in the natural. God's not waiting for the natural to save you, He won't get the credit. He wants us to walk by faith, allow Him to save us, praise Him for his mercy miracles when he does. And then when we step in the natural and everything's fine, we know everything's finally fine in the natural, but God saved us a long time ago. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just pray over each person who needs saving right now. God, touch them. Touch their hearts. Increase our faith, God. We've fallen down so many times. We're embarrassed to talk to you about it. But you never give up. The song says you've never lost a battle. You've never lost a battle and you never will. We walk by faith. We trust you. We don't lean to the world to tell us what's happening. We lean to our God to protect us, lead us, guide us, direct us, heal us, redeem us, and restore us in every situation. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen and amen. Thanks so much, V1 Church. Thanks, Pastor Mike and Pastor Julie.
0: I told you that was gonna be great. Now, Pastor Nicole is also blessing us by giving away copies of her new book called, Hi God, One More Thing, How to Talk to God About the Tough Stuff. Get your free copy at prankresources.com and follow her on Instagram, At Nicole Crank. Thanks again, Pastor Nicole, and we'll see you all next week.